Welcome to the Liberty Block. I'm Elliot Axelman. We're joined by Jeremy Corden, the CEO of goldback.com. Jeremy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. So just a little background. Could you explain when Goldback started this whole project and what caused you and, and whichever partners you had to start the project? You know, uh, the Goldbacks really started back in, I want to say, April of 2019. So not too long ago, um, under two years, we actually have the whole history of kind of how it came together on goldback.com. Um, but, you know, I've got several partners that we pulled into it early to start making it happen. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Before we did Goldback, uh, we were doing a precious metals cryptocurrency and they were denominated in one one thousandth of an ounce. And we traveled all around the country going to all these events and Liberty events and Freedom Fest. And what I was told over and over again at all these events was that is, if you don't hold it, you don't own it, that, you know, vaulting isn't good enough. And it's not that we don't trust you guys. We don't trust the dang government because, you know, they could, you know, break into your vault with tanks and arrest all of you. And if you have a crypto that's backed by gold, then, you know, you have a central point of failure. And they're right. You know, that that ultimately was the problem with the gold standard is that you had a central point of failure, which is the vaulting. So you were originally a crypto guy. I was originally doing a crypto. Yeah, we wanted it to be kind of like a stable crypto and it still exists. Um, but, you know, it wasn't as nearly as successful as the gold bag. Very interesting. So I did a little bit of research and it seemed like this gold back was created a few years ago, along with some Utah laws were were the laws what allowed you or helped you to do this? And we could have a whole discussion about whether it matters and to what extent it matters, whether the uh, state government recognizes a gold back as a legal tender or currency. Could you talk about that? Is it related or are they two separate things? They're, they're related. So you know, one of the partners at Goldback Inc. Um, and our legal counsel actually drafted the Utah Legal Tender Act which passed back, I want to say in 2011, um, you know, and I've been working with him for about five years. He believes that the, the Utah Goldback is considered legal tender under Utah law, um, but that's not why it's necessarily valuable or can be used. Even if it's not a state legal tender, it can still be bartered with, you know, virtually anywhere in the world. Um, and I think that's where some people get confused. The fact that it might be a state legal tender in addition to that is, you know, certainly a feather in the cap and it's certainly cool, you know, and we might be able to argue to Utah that they should take them, you know, as, you know, state taxes or, you know, different things. But, you know, gold has um, intrinsic value everywhere. Mm -hmm. So for just for those who don't know, because we were talking about goldbacks, for those who don't know, our viewers who know nothing about what a goldback is, can you just explain literally what it is. And I, I sure, think, I'm sure you have some, you can show I got, exactly I got what one it is. right here. So the gold back is the smallest one, or it's the smallest mass produced gold product in the world that I'm aware of. Anyway, it's one, one thousandth of an ounce, uh, but it's part of a series. So example this is the one, so this is one, one thousandth of an ounce. You can get it for a few dollars. This is the five gold back. Now the five gold back has five times as much gold in it as the one. And it costs five times as much. It's the same premium. So you can turn one of these in for five of these or five of these in for one of these. It goes all the way up to 50. And it's really meant to be kind of like, you know, a super duper sound money currency. I think it's 
kind of what the libertarians and sound money activists have been hoping for for the past 50 years is, you know, to have a better sound money. And that's really what we've tried to create with the gold back. There's, there's never been a circulating one one thousandth of an ounce gold product ever. It's always been that your money is backed by gold in a vault somewhere else, or you could have a one ounce gold coin or a half ounce gold coin, or even a 10th of an ounce gold coin, but never one one thousandth. So currently Utah state government recognizes this as money, meaning they're not going to criminalize you for uh, counterfeiting or something, and they'll take it for their state uh, taxes or when you have to pay a fine. You know, it's debatable whether or not they'll take it to state tax. I don't think anyone's tried. Um, you know, it's in the opinion of our general counsel that this is a legal tender in the state of Utah, but it's a state legal tender, not a federal legal tender, uh, just under state law and under the state law that he helped to write. Um, so, so is that kind of what you're interesting? And and have any other states passed this yet, or or no? So there are gold backs pending in other states. Uh, Nevada has a gold back now. The Nevada gold back is not state legal tender in Nevada under any law, but it can be legally used to barter with. So some of the legal language on the gold backs is different. Um, in fact, on the Utah gold back, they don't even claim to be a state legal tender. That's just our general counsel's opinion. Um, some of the early drafts that existed, you know, indicated they might be state legal tender. Uh, but those were, you know, prototypes, you know, they've never been mass produced. Um, there are a couple of other states um, apart from Utah where I, we also believe that they would be state legal tender and we might be going there next. Um, that isn't the case in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, goldbacks are actually going to be coming out sometime, we think, in the next month or so. so I guess the question is, does it, does it matter? Do some states... Are, are they ambiguous? Do they allow you to do what you want to do? Do they uh, endorse it legally? Or do some states ban it? Like in New York or are pretty authoritarian states like New York or New Jersey or California, I feel like if I use this to uh, buy something or barter something, they'll say it's illegal currency counterfeiting or they'll make up some crime and throw us in jail. Do you know anything about that? No. In fact, I, I would tell you that there's, you know, if you look on Wikipedia, there's something like 2000 local currencies in the United States currently. And that's what the gold back is. It's a local currency. Um, you know, like the New York, I believe, don't they have the Ithaca, the Ithaca hour, you know, where you're no trading time. Well, you know, before, before cryptocurrencies, you know, there were paper local currencies that existed um, as alternatives or as complementary currencies all throughout the country. And, you know, I don't think that the central banks really see those as a threat. I don't think they're big enough. Um, you know, goldbacks certainly fits under the umbrella of a local currency. What makes them, you know, really special is that they're made out of precious metal, um, you know, with a vacuum de deposition technology that's uh, relatively, you know, new and uncommon. Um, so you have intrinsic value within the goldbacks themselves. But it is a local currency and those are legal in every state. So we don't have to get any laws passed to do the goldback. Yeah, I know New York, the state of New York, they have like a crypto license and, you know, a few different things. Um, you know, gold has been openly sold all over the country um, since the 80s, I believe, you know, when they they allowed for people to own gold again. Can I ask you a question? I'm trying to understand this for the slow among us. Basically, this is a gold coin in the form of a bill, right? It's a very, very thin piece of gold, right? Yes. 
Okay. And I carry that in my wallet, like another dollar bill. Yep. And how do I know its value on any given day? You just look online. You know, right now, one of the big problems with the gold back is we can't make them fast enough. We've got three factories going into production this year, but right now we just have one that's producing gold backs. And, you know, maybe we can produce about a million dollars worth every month. Um, but the market could take way, way more than a million dollars worth a month. All the retailers are coming back. They're asking for more. Nobody's promoting the gold back because, you know, as soon as we talk about it, they sell out and we got to, you know, deal with back orders. Um, you know, they really do well selling themselves. So, okay. So if I want to buy this, where do I go? So you go to, you go to atmex.com, you go to JM Bullion, you can go to Money Metals, you can go to Finest Known. If you go to goldback.com, there's a whole list of retailers that'll sell goldbacks. Uh, but because there's shortages, you know, there's prices that are all over the place. You know, we've got one retailer that'll sell these things for 10 bucks, you know, and sometimes everybody else sells out and they're the only ones that have any left. And there's a lot of people that'll pay $10 for a single goldback, even though we say that they're worth about, you know, 350 and basically, it does fluctuate with the price of gold. Yes, it does. When we started doing it, gold backs in 2019, they costed $2.50 because gold was cheaper. Now they're, it, you well, know, it's, it's interesting. You know, it's an interesting question of, it sounds complicated, right? Because the, the spot price changes every second. Mm -hmm. um, so if you go to a store and you want to buy an item for $10, um, meaning like one, one round of nine millimeter nowadays, um, you don't know exactly how much it's worth. So they would have to check online, but so that sounds complicated. Um, but on the other hand, the dollar also, the value of the dollar is perpetually changing, mostly going in that direction. Um, so everything is perpetually in motion, right? So even the dollar is not always stable as Biden prints another $2 trillion, it's losing value um, now stores don't increase prices every second, but every few weeks or months, they increase prices with inflation. Right. So I guess it's not that different from the dollar. I <laughs> it's, it's not different from the dollar in the sense that the value of it in relation to other things changes. Mm -hmm. You might make the case that prices are more stable in gold backs because it's tied to something real. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, you know, the one gold back, you know, that's, you know, three fifty. You know, this is your, you know, carton of eggs. This is your gallon of milk. You know, this is your, you know, case of bottled water. And in five years from now, it'll probably still be that. And in five years ago, it probably was still that, mm -hmm. you know, whereas, you know, the dollar price, the, the dollar loses value, you know, and the gold back holds value. And that's why people are wanting to use it. You know, there's, there's never been, there hasn't been very many amazing options for people that don't necessarily want to use dollars you know i know there's cryptocurrency um you know i think the biggest challenge with that is it kind of knocks out some people that aren't tech savvy or don't have internet access or you know they don't want to have a password they can't forget or it took me know, like maybe... five years to finally um concede and make a coin base which was difficult enough for me but now that it's years later all my friends who know crypto and who are smart say oh coinbase that's for the old farts, that's too basic, too simple. We have way better, more secure stuff. So now, right? Still... No, for sure. Yeah, the younger generations do really well crypto, you know. But you have to be somewhat tech savvy to do it. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of there's a learning curve, you know. But with a gold back, it's like, well, shoot, you know, you can put this in your wallet, and there's not like, hey, you know, I'm going to pay you an EOS, you know, and this is why you want it, and this is how you trade it, and this is how you liquidate it, and this is how you. It's like, I could just give this to you. 
You know, I it's probably this, and more. It's yours. Yeah, and I feel like more people would accept it because they everyone knows what gold is, whether you're old, everyone or young, knows what or gold is, or not. And also, it's not quite as volatile. If you pay me in Bitcoin, um, it could be worth a lot today and nothing tomorrow because it is so volatile. It, so it is. It is scary. more volatile. And I'm not. I'm not trying to, you know, bash crypto. You know, I. I think the people that bought crypto five years ago instead of silver, when everyone's buying silver, you know, they, the people that bought crypto did better. You know, um, but you know, this is this is meant to be cash like. Mm-hmm. You know, you pull it out of your wallet. It's a it's a point of sale. Um, you know, and you can do it instead of cash. Jeremy, yeah, can I ask you, how, is your background in economics slash banking? How do you come to this? And where are you in sort of the history of this? In the history of the goldback? Yes. So I- Have you been doing this a long time? Has this exist for a long time? No. So the technology was, uh, it was made by Valorum and they've been developing it for over 10 years. And before Goldbacks, you know, there were other similar types of products that were made through vacuum deposition. And if you snoop around the internet, you'll find them. Or if you go to valorum.com, you can kind of see the things that they made. But it used to be that to have gold in this form, you had about a 400% premium. You know, Because the, the process back. was so difficult technologically. Well, it's expensive, you know, because you're atomizing gold and you're spraying it against plastic and you got to encase it in the plastic and it's got all these different security features on it. And, you know, they, they kind of just made these novelty products and people were okay paying a 400% premium. And they were able to get that pushed down over time by making the process better. They made the product better, you know, where it holds together better. Um, you know, and I, I kind of just met them at the right time. You know, I kind of met them at the right time and, you know, we helped them raise some capital, um, you know, and that, then we got the Goldback project going. But goldbacks, you know, they're, they're, the premiums on goldback are closer to 70%, you know, but, you know, that's worth it if you're getting one one thousandth of an ounce. That's far better than anything that's ever been out there. Um, but, you know, as far as some of the history of this, you know, my, my per, you're asking about my personal, how I got into this. How, how do you get into this? Is this like when I'm a little boy, what do I want to be when I grow up? I want to sell goldbacks. Right. How, how do you come at this? Right. You had a, you had a few different questions. There. <laughs> so I'm trying to okay. do my best here. Um, you know, I was going to the university and I think, I think I was going to college because I think I had been told by my family members and my teachers that if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't make anything with my life, you know? And, you know, I mean, you know, now I, I don't think as many people believe that, you know, you've got a 50% job placement leaving, you know, the university. If you're in the social sciences, you know, you're, you're probably going to, you know, make 30 to 40 a year if you get a job, which is kind of 50, 50. Um, but, you know, I was going to the university, my, my real passion was in, uh, you know, precious metals and Liberty. And, you know, it, it was kind of around the time it was back in 2011, so it was during uh, Ron Paul's presidential campaign. Um, yeah, yeah was, I got and the Fed over there as well. Yeah. So, so you know, it was kind of during the, the Ron Paul era. I was actually a delegate for Ron Paul in Utah oh. in, in 2011. So, you know, really anything liberty related or sound money related, I was researching, I was reading, I wanted to know every little bit of it. Um, and I finished my degree in political science, but I had done an internship with the Libertas Institute and they're kind of a libertarian think tank in Utah. And um, an opportunity came up to work in uh, precious metals because I'd been blogging about it. And 
you know, one of my blogs had gotten really popular. It, it picked up a couple hundred thousand views um, and it grew a local business. And I, I quit my job I, to make half as much money working in precious metals. And, you know, I've just been working in precious metals ever since. So this is basically a precious metal in a different form. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't melt this down into gold, can I? You can. That was my question. Yeah, you, you can. How, how usable is it to execute it? Or... Um, so you can extract the gold. Um, you know, if you had a thousand of these things and you threw them into a kiln and burned them down, you'd get an ounce of gold out of it. You would get it. Okay. You wouldn't I could want do that without do that. too much difficulty. I wouldn't need like a lab or a billion dollars to do that. No. Okay. No. I, you know, if you want to make jewelry out of it, you know, it's, it's expensive gold to do that. You know, I said it's a 70% premium. Mm-hmm. So if gold's at 2000 bucks, you know, you're paying $3,400 for a thousand of these, but these have more utility because mm-hmm. you're never going to wander out into the post-apocalyptic street market and spend your one ounce of gold. It's too valuable. It could be counterfeited. Who knows? There's never been a counterfeit gold back. You can do a thousand transactions with these and you can do one transaction with a gold coin, you know? So that's, that's the utility that you're getting. And it's hard to counterfeit because of all of the design and, and protections you have right. in the gold there, back. There's, there's nobody else that could make something that really looks like a gold back. You know, it's just, it took them, you know, decades to develop the technology. But the trust, so my friend, when, I, when they arrive, they're in the mail, so they're coming soon. Um, mm-hmm. I ordered from Atmex. When my gold okay. backs come and I go to a local business, they may or may not accept it depending on how much they, they trust that it's le- legitimate. So it can't be counterfeited, right? Um, the good news is that they're going to see all of these markings on it, which make it very difficult to counterfeit, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the part of that is, is trust, right? A little bit. I mean, the biggest thing is the negative image on the back. I don't know if you can see it or not, um, but the back is a negative image of the front. That's the most difficult thing to counterfeit, but you've got six different, you know, kind of, uh, government level, any counterfeiting uh, features on the front as well. And it's not, you know, you can't, you know, it's like $50,000 software just yeah, to, make, yeah. to make the designs for gold backs. But there's nobody else that can print anything in gold, you know? So it's just, you know, gold has a very unique look. I've never seen anything that even kind of looks like a counterfeit, you know, Valorum product ever. Um, you know, and they think that it would take about 15 years of the world's experts in vacuum deposition, which is the technology to make anything that even remotely looked like a gold back. So, you know, as far as counterfeiting, it's, it's very, very safe. You know, I've spent about $10,000 worth of gold backs over the past couple of years. Um, you know, and you, know, you kind of spend them at farmer's markets, garage sales, small businesses. Um, you know, people will take, you know, people love getting payment in gold backs for the same reasons they like getting payment in cash. You know, it's private, um, you know, it's instant. There's no transaction fee, you know. In fact, I've gotten quite a few discounts using goldbacks. But okay, I'm so very go ahead. Practically speaking, you go into a farmer's market and you buy, I don't know, a bushel of corn, mm-hmm. and he says that's $25 or whatever, and you say, Can I pay you in this? And he says, Sure. How do you figure out how much of your thing is $25? Do you use the spot price or the, the premium added? Well, you wouldn't use the spot price, you know, otherwise you'd be losing a ton of value and they're not worth spot, you know, like I said, you know, there's people that are paying $10 a gold back online. I just pull out my smartphone and then I, I show them how much they're selling for it. Say at mix or jam bullion. I say, Hey, you know, a 25 gold back is 86 bucks. I'll give you, 
I'll give you one of these for, you know, three bushels and, you know, throw in some strawberries. So people are generally um, valuing the gold back at around $4 now. Uh, not, not around $2 it, because of- not around $2. It's, it's closer to like three and a half right now, but I've gotten $4 all the time. Yeah. People tend to want these. Um, you know, you got about, you know, a lot of people, especially on a one-off transaction, they think they're cool, you know? So if you've got a few different denominations and, you know, for them, it's a very novel experience to but also, you know, it goes up in value because if you give them dollars a year later, it will be worth a lot less. It will be worth um, less. And gold you, is worth be, more. I thought that there would be about a five to 10% acceptance rate um, with, with gold backs, you know, with merchants. But we, when we found that it was closer to 50% with small business owners, you know, that was, that was really exciting. You know, I was, I was a bit more, um, you know, cynical, I guess, and how well they'd be. Accepted. Well, I'm a pessimist. I'm one of the biggest pessimists sure. on the whole team. Um, <laughs> what I would say is, if businesses are accepting them, that means that they can then, because the economy goes around in a circle, obviously, they're taking that money, regular uh, FRNs, dollars, they can put into a bank and they can buy from other stuff and they can pay their mortgage with that. What do they do with the gold backs? Why are they accepting them? Can they pass them on to the next thing? Why do people buy cryptocurrency or why do they buy precious metals to begin with? Why would anyone want to own anything other than a dollar? You know, there is intrinsic value in gold. Gold is what a nine trillion dollar market. So I gold guess the businesses always, are finding it useful. They're able to to they can use them. They can save them or they can use them. You know, they can spend them. They can use them and they can spend them. You know, if you're working a farmer's market, you know, I mean, shoot, I mean, you know, oftentimes a transaction, you know, might only be like a hundred bucks. You know, I mean, for a hundred bucks, I mean, you can gift them to people. You can save them. You can put them on your wall. You can show people. I mean, they're 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 a cool thing to own, and you can certainly get your value out of them um, without a whole lot of effort. You know, if you're taking you know tens of thousands of dollars worth of gold backs as payment, it's going to be a little bit trickier to spend them. But believe it or not, there's you know we have we have people that'll remodel your home for gold backs here in Utah. You know, or install solar panels or you know, give you a new heating and air system, you know, so, or, or I you think can buy New a Hampshire car too. In New Hampshire, you can buy a car with gold backs out here. Yeah. Here people, I've heard of plenty of friends who have bought and sold with gold, silver, and crypto bought and sold things from guns to guitars, to houses, to cars. Sure. Um, you know, it's just, you can, you, they're liquid. You can spend them. They're, they're valuable. People want them. You can spend them. Um, you know, you have to be a little bit more creative. You can't go into Costco and spend them, you know, but the people taking them, you know, don't expect that and you shouldn't. So I try to spend hearing, them at Costco. I'm hearing novelty. I'm hearing privacy. Um, I'm hearing stability. Those are kind of the selling points here. Yeah, well, they're liquid. You know, they, they can be spent. They can be used. Um, and oftentimes people will spend them all and they'll come back and they'll buy more and then they'll spend all those too. And they'll, you know, that's how so they get circulating. People buy crypto because it can't be traced. Is that the basic advantage of crypto? No, uh, people people buy crypto because it's finite. Some crypto can be traced and some can't is my understanding. Uh, but also people buy crypto to speculate. And I think that's kind of become more common. You know, people say, hey, buy this crypto. It's a dollar today. It will be $2 tomorrow. And maybe, maybe it'll be $100. People, people trade in crypto. Is that not I, because of privacy? When I buy something with crypto, that's not because of privacy? Some people, I, yeah, some people trade with crypto. You know, I think 
you know, there's more people that speculate on Coinbase than, you know, actually trade with it. But, you know, I think, I think those trades happen. It's just, it's a different, it's a different thing, you know, it's, and I'm not, I'm not trying to bash crypto. I, I don't, I think it's I, I don't place. use crypto, but I also never use cash. So do you foresee a time where I can have a bank account and a credit card against goldbacks rather than in dollars? Is that like the ultimate or there'll never be such a thing? And I mean, it's only for people who want to pay cash. You can, you can already do that. You know, you can already vault goldbacks and liquidate them and add them to a card. With a debit card? Them wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You can do okay. that through uh, Alpine Gold. Can you just explain that for the slow people? Sure. So, you know, Alpine Gold is one of the many retailers that sells goldbacks. And, you know, we actually vault with that company. Um, and you can have an account denominated in goldbacks and they won't charge you vaulting fees for them just because, you know, having goldbacks that are kind of moving in and out um, is convenient, I suppose. So you can have a free gold account with no vaulting whatsoever at Alpine Gold. And then importantly, if you're paying, say, three fifty dollars a gold back, there's not a spread. There's not a bid-ask spread if you sell those gold backs later. So if the gold back goes up from three fifty dollars to three sixty, you're selling for three sixty, dollars not you know, $3 or whatever. And you said someone like Alpine will give you a debit card? They'll give you a debit card. You can connect that to your gold back account. That's a free account. And you can, you can spend them. But, you know, it's like, that's a little bit, you know, against the, you know, the spirit of what they're about. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your goal is just to, you know, have like a metal saving somewhere and to vault them, I was actually very surprised at how much demand there was for vaulting goldbacks. Um, just because again, you know, I told you the crypto story. It wasn't the intent of the goldback was to put gold in people's hands. Yeah. That's why I'm not a big then, fan of vaulting. I feel like if it's not in my hand, I have it physically. You have to come and take it from me. Like you don't really have it. They own it. You know? Sure. Yeah, but you know, if you have a gold back, then you really have it. And you know, some people, you know, they, they trust Alpine gold and there's other companies that'll vault them. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head. There's, there's quite a few, I think money metals might, might vault gold backs, but I don't want them to come back mad at me. We don't vault gold backs yet. So, <laughs> so ultimately I, I think as, as the acceptance rate, hits you know throughout the US or in Utah or New Hampshire as the acceptance rate of all the businesses and everything reaches a certain level, whether it's two percent or five or twelve or seventeen percent, it's gonna be a threshold of enough economy to be rocking and rolling and then we're in business because everyone can trade among each other and we have our own economy of gold. Um it, and that would be awesome, meaning politicians would hate it. Um I don't know exactly why they would hate it, but I'm sure they would. Um uh, does this hurt politicians does this hurt the fed does this hurt the dollar the more we use this can you explain that as far as uh the the financial currency economy you know not any more than gold does you know like i said gold's a nine trillion dollar market central banks own gold um you know as cryptos become more popular popular you know central banks have kind of investigated doing their own cryptos I don't think it's impossible that, you know, if there's $10 billion worth of goldbacks out there, which, you know, could be, you know, many years away, um, you know, even if we did nothing but build new factories, right, and get people to adopt it. Um, it's not impossible that central banks could investigate, you know, looking at goldbacks and doing something similar themselves, because guess who owns a lot of the gold? It's central banks. You know, I'm sure they'd love to use it. One of the problems with the gold standard and 
you know, I, I tell, I told gold, gold bugs this, and I tell you, I, you know, I've, I've, I've researched a lot about precious metals, but one of the huge challenges with the gold standard was, you know, basically you had the government force pegging three industrial metals together at a fixed ratio under the penalty of death. And that was the best money we've ever had. So, you know, a hundred copper pennies has to equal a silver dollar and 20 silver dollars has to equal one ounce of gold. And if you ever melted anything down because there was a secondary demand for copper or silver or gold, they would hang you. And if you look at, you know, the diaries, the secretaries, the treasuries of the United States, they were so flustered because foreigners would be melting down U.S. coins. And if you look now, you know, versus, you know, the 1960s, how much more demand is there now uh, on the industry side for silver and copper and gold? You know, if you tie all of that silver and copper up, you know, in money and you can't use it to make solar panels and iPhones and, you know, all these other things, you know, there's a real cost to that. You know, and I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't have sound money. I'm just saying that if you can do the whole thing in just gold, you know, going all the way down to the smallest unit, rather than tying up all the copper and the silver, you know, there's, there's a real advantage to that. And, you know, the central banks, they don't own huge piles of silver and copper anymore. They have gold, you know, so it's not, it's not impossible that, you know, we could just end up doing a whole bunch of free research for central banks on how to use their gold for another currency, but it would be a better currency than the fiat currency. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, if you want it, if I were a central banker, I'd say, well, what do you want me to do? We can't go back to the gold standard. It's impossible. We're not going to force peg three precious metals together ever again under penalty of death. That didn't work. What do you want? You know, do you want to do a, a fiat crypto? <laughs> you know, like, and sure, you know, I mean, you could say, hey, you know, central banks, they love, you know, printing out money and they love, you know, funding whatever the government wants and they love, you know, inflation and everything else. Um, but you also have central banks in the world that have two parallel currencies where one is asset based and the other one's a fiat for debt. And for, um, you know, because you don't want to have a mortgage based in gold backs. But you know, as far as what will happen with the gold back and the technology, you know, who knows? You know, if we're really successful with it, I think that the technology behind the gold back will probably be used in sound money all over the world. You know, and it might not be by gold back. It might be by, you know, different central banks that have wanted to do it all over the place. So you were thinking of competition of this is a great idea and central banks will see crypto boom. And now I know um, Facebook and central banks of governments want to make their own cryptocurrency, um, which obviously wouldn't be that secure and it would help them track us. Um, but I wasn't thinking competition for gold back. I was thinking eventually when people like maybe Biden or Janet Yellen or, or Powell or whatever big forces in Federal Reserve are upset that we're using sound money because they can't have that, they're going to outright ban it. And they're going to pass some laws or executive orders saying you can't use gold. You have to use US dollars, be a patriot. Gold is um, harder to track and this and that and the other. We all have to be patriotic and use the US dollar. D do you foresee that? And what will you do once they make using gold as currency illegal? Yeah. If, like I said, gold's a $9 trillion market. People own it all over the world. If they, if the government makes owning and using gold illegal, I think it'd be very hard to single out gold backs just because it is a gold product. I think, you know, if they make all gold illegal and gold backs get caught in that umbrella, then, you know, you're living under tyranny. Didn't FDR right? do something like that? Who yeah, took he took back did. the gold. He, he did, but that's back when gold was U.S. currency um, and not, you know, kind of like a private ownership thing. You know, so I believe if you had, you know, foreign coins or, you know, dental gold, 
you know, it wasn't illegal to own gold period. You know, you could have gold jewelry. They just were taking it out as, you know, kind of the main money. Um, and even if we had $10 billion worth of gold backs, if you compare that to like, and I think that would take many, many years to get there. If you compare that versus how many, how much fiat is out there uh, or just the values of all these other markets, it's really a drop in the bucket. You know, it's, it's something that it gives people that are liberty minded or sound money minded an alternative uh, to using fiat currency for, you know, their, their normal transactions. Um, so I'm not, I'm not super worried about it any more than I'm worried about, you know, the government, you know, taking people and just arbitrarily locking them away and taking everything they have. And, you know, you always got to worry about tyranny and tyrants, but you know, it's like, you know, you, you also got to live your life and you yeah. can't just hide under a rock waiting for them to get you. Well, yeah. I'm a pessimist. So what I think will happen actually come to think of it is the, I've heard, I'm sure you've heard about cashless society. Eventually, I think a lot of the tyrants around the world in five, 10 years want us to use no cash because they want us to use everything from digital things like debit card type of mm -hmm. uh, purchases so that it's all trackable, totally traceable and trackable and cancelable because we all know they're going to cancel all of us because everyone's a right-wing extremist now and we must be canceled because we're dangerous. Um, so ultimately, I think they might not single out goldbacks, but they're going to say all of cash needs to be. I think Israel is already working on making it a cashless society by banning some cash transactions, and other countries have done it too. So I think in five, 10 years in the US, might ban all transactions that are not digital as far as like a debit card or something. And then they can trace us all, and then the goldback is kind of screwed. And then we can still use it, but only in the you know black market. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, and I would argue that, you know, goldbacks are already used just, you know, in private transactions. I wouldn't necessarily call that the black market, but it's similar to cash that way. The free market. Yeah. The free market. There you go. Um, yeah. You know, I mean that it's not impossible. I think that, you know, you're right there. There is a war on cash. There's a war on cash in more subtle ways and that, you know, as we have inflation, they haven't made larger denominations of cash. There should be a $500 bill and a thousand dollar bill because the hundred dollar bill used to be a lot more valuable you know, just the fact that they haven't made larger denominations could be indicative of war on cash. But cash is, I don't know if it's really going away. You know, they make trillions of dollars in cash all the time. And there's a lot of demand for cash, you know, by foreigners and by individuals. If you have a cashless society, it's because by and large, the majority of the people in that society have decided they don't like cash or they're convinced not to do it. And that's the thing with tyrants and tyranny and government. You know, if you don't have the consent of the governed, you're not going to, you know, they got to do things from the top down. It's hard to oppress everybody if no one wants to go along with it. You know, you kind of have to convince people it's for their own good. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know, you look at like the masks, you know, if like if people don't believe the masks help or do anything, they don't wear them, you know, they won't wear them and, you know, they'll resent it. And you got to spend all this energy getting everybody to wear masks and you only get, you know, people wearing them all the time because most people believe it's for their benefit. As soon as you lose that consensus, people will stop wearing them. But they're very good at convincing because they have a lot of power. They control media, education, schools, Hollywood entertainment. They're very good at convincing the public. But they're not as good as they would like to be. And a lot of their campaigns fail. You know, it's like they're not they're not all powerful, you know? And I think it's a responsibility as a person that loves liberty to push back and be proactive and you know, be a voice on the other side. And I'm sure that's why you made this podcast. You know, you want to, you want to, um, you know, be a proponent of things that are good, 
you know, because, you know, liberty is a constant fight. You know, if you study history, you know, there has been a constant fight for liberty against tyrants, you know, for all of American history. You know, if it's a you look at, you know, the fight about slavery or the fight about, you know, voting rights or if you're looking at, you know, just, you know, gerrymandering or, you know, if you look at, you know, during the progressive era, you know, you, you've always had voter fraud. You've always had corruption. You've always had, you know, mafia like groups. And, you know, it's just, you know, there's a constant fight, you know, for making civilization better. Um, so overall, you're optimistic about freedom and about sound money. You're optimistic for the future because I'm a pessimist. Our- our, our, our society is going to be as just as good as the people in it, you know? So, you know, if you want to make society better, it should start with your own family, you know, or, or maybe just you, you know, maybe you need to repent and, you know, stop looking at pornography and, you know, try to do things that are good with your life, you know, and be an influence for good in your community and, you know, be an influence for, you know, if you don't like that, everyone's going digital, you know, talk to your neighbors, you know, build up networks okay. a few questions what is the status of this internationally are other countries using this at all there is uh, actually so if you look at orem which is the technology that makes the gold backs okay, we're going on a tangent there um it's actually legal tender in the cook islands you know so there are countries that have recognized this form of gold as a legal tender um already um you know and it's not impossible that we're going to be doing gold backs in foreign jurisdictions as well as in the u.s in fact, we have a factory that's going to be producing goldbacks outside of the United States. We're going to be an international company in two months. Now your highest denomination is worth how much right now? So it's the 50 goldback. It's worth one twentieth of an ounce of gold. Um, and that is in U.S. dollars about 160, maybe like 168 or 170. Because I could see this as being very valuable for people who travel and people who do business internationally. Um, it's better than swallowing diamonds. Yeah. So that's what I'm yeah. looking at. Now, the reverse question I have is once I have this in my wallet and it's valuable, it becomes like the iPhone and people want to steal it. Yeah, you know, there's not that many goldbacks out there. Do you think a crook would know what it was? Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> um, but seriously, I mean, because your goal is to get I assume the maximum that you can. So at a certain point, just like cash, people say, hey, you know, like they do in the diamond district here in New York. I know the guy's got diamonds. He's the guy I target. So I know the guy has gold. You know, that's the guy I target. Well, much like diamonds, those of us who are on the Liberty side who carry gold also carry guns. Yeah, I, well, those of you in, free, in, in America, but those of us who don't live. Yeah, Jeremy and I live in the U.S. Yeah. I'm sorry so about you. You're, you're right, though. They're, they're, you have the same disadvantages with uh, gold backs as you do cash, just in the nature that. Uh, I'll give you an example. So, you know, about two weeks ago, I lost my wallet. It's the first time in my adult life I've ever lost my wallet. And I got all these cards in there. I've got cash in there and I've got gold backs in there. Guess what was easier to replace and what was hard to replace? Right. You know, I can't replace my gold backs. I can't replace my cash. I can replace all the cards, including and up to, you know, a gift card. I had a, you know, a gift card with several hundred dollars on it for a, a sushi restaurant that my wife and I liked. And they were able to identify the gift card and cancel it and issue me a new gift card, which is, you know, I got to write them a five star review for that. But, you know, you're, you're right. Yeah. If you, okay. if you get if you get robbed, you know, or you lose it, it's gone. 
But like you cash, know, like, you wouldn't carry you know tens of thousands of dollars worth in your wallet, just like you wouldn't cash. You'd have most of it in your house or maybe in a vault, and you'd carry a little bit of it for small transactions. Yeah, you'd you'd you'd, you'd, you'd tuck it away. You know, I've actually been mugged at gunpoint twice. Um, you know, as a missionary, I lived in Mexico City, and you know, I've I was robbed at gunpoint twice, and both times I was robbed for twenty pesos, <laughs> which is about a dollar. You know, and they were happy with that. You know, they took my pesos and they took my phone, which was probably worth a hundred pesos. You know, it's this really crappy, you know, basic phone. This is, you know, a long time ago. And yeah, yeah. If you have if you have cash on you, it can be stolen. So you know, be careful if you have. So gold speaking of of carrying it in a wallet, because it looks like I, I went to your site and it looks like your site or someone else has goldback wallets that I guess yep. are designed for goldbacks. But it looks like it would probably fit in my regular wallet. I might fold it a bit. That's fine the the actual technology is flexible um and the gold is covered by some polymer as it gets rubbed that's awesome as it's in my wallet being rubbed you know in and out with everything for 10 years because i'm a big saver i don't spend a lot of money as i don't spend it will it get uh rubbed out and eventually the gold be exposed and eventually how long will this last as far as the the durability i guess i'm asking how durable is this you know if if you look at one of these you know, the, the 50 gold back, I want to say it's about two thirds plastic. There's a lot of gold in the 50, you know, there's 50 times as much gold, but you go down to the one gold back. Most of it is plastic encasing the gold and it's designed to protect the gold. So, you know, you can crease it and you can wear it out and the gold is still going to be in there. It's going to take you a long time to rub all the way through that. Um, I've never seen someone do it. I, I imagine it's possible if you're bending it in half you know, think these day. are going to be in circulation for like dollar bills are in circulation for five, 10, 50, hundred years in 50 years. When we're doing this, we're having this chat and our grandkids are buying stuff from each other with gold backs. They will have been passed through a, a billion hands, you know, in, in your right. And that's, that's where the most challenging part of the project is, you know, how fast do gold backs circulate and how well do people take care of them? Um, you know, the reason why we made that wallet is we thought, you know, and really any woman's wallet would work, you know, because they're kind of, you know, these big, these big things. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Excuse me one second. They're not billfolds. What about the other 71 genders? We don't believe in the binary thing here, so. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, you know, whatever. So it's best wallet... to identify as women's wallets. So it's best not to crease them and to just It's best not to crease them. them. If, you, if you don't crease them, they're going to last forever and ever and ever and ever. Okay. It's plastic, right? They're going to last, you know, and plastic currency does a lot better than paper or linen. Uh, in Mexico, they use plastic currency. I mentioned that, you know. I really? Was, I didn't yeah, know they do. It's plastic and it lasts and wears a lot better. I imagine that gold backs are going to be circulating a little bit slower um, if people take care of them. And so far, it looks like people are taking care of them because people want to, you know, it, it, it's also a precious metal. You know, if you wear out a gold coin, if you scuff it up and scratch it up, people that own gold are careful to take care of it. People that own gold backs are careful to take care of them. If it becomes a huge problem, we could make sleeves that you can put gold backs into, um, you know, to preserve them a little bit better. But, so the gold back wallet is it's straight, so it fits the gold back. Yep, if it's every denomination of gold back, and that's awesome because if that's big enough, and I carry big pockets, um, I have like cargo pants. Would that still fit in like a front yeah. pocket of? Okay, if it's, in, if it's in my front pocket of my jeans. But it's a big wallet, but it could still fit in the pocket. It's, it's the biggest, it's the smallest big wallet that we could get away with because we wanted it to be able to fit into your front pockets. 
So, you know, my wallet's great. You know, I, I like it. It's become my main wallet. You know, we might come out with different colors and stuff. You know, a lot of other wallets will work. You know, if you've, if you're doing like the whole like iPhone wallet thing, you know, then you're part of the cashless society problem, probably, you know, like, you know, if so you're saying this, a, talking about a 70% premium. So if I buy a two fifties of go back, I'm paying 170s of those. Is that what I'm hearing? So if you want to buy an ounce of gold, um, that's a thousand gold backs. That could be 20 of the 50. That could be a thousand of the ones or any combination of gold backs. You're probably looking at about $3,400 and there's going to be an ounce of gold in there. Now, if you buy a single ounce of gold, it's going to be about $2,000, right? So that's a 70% premium over spot roughly, you know, maybe it's 75, maybe it's 65, it's, but it's somewhere in there. Um, if your entire goal is gold price exposure, you shouldn't be buying gold backs for that. You know, gold backs should be replacing some of the cash you have in your safe. It should be replacing money or, you know, gold or silver that you would actually intend to spend um, at some point in the future. You do have a lot of, you have a, a decent amount of gold price exposure with gold backs. The price of move, has moved, like I said, from about $2.50 to about $3.50 in just a year and a half, which is an awesome movement. I don't think anyone's complaining, but, you know, gold in general has moved a little bit better than that in the form of coins. So yeah, you wouldn't buy gold backs for gold price exposure um, solely for that. Uh, you'd buy it because they have better gold price exposure than the dollar does. And practically okay. speaking, the premium for me is when I, th there are three premiums essentially for me. And that's why I, I'm so hesitant to buy it. I ordered one, I ordered um, a bit more gold off another website the other day. Um, but ultimately there are three premiums. There's the, the premium that you pay over spot there's the shipping and then there's the the credit card fee unless you want to do like a wire transfer or a check which which is it's rarely done because it's so not convenient so with those three premiums it ends up being about double the, the spot so it's like 100 percent premium it's doubling it that's what's difficult for me obviously i'm not going to yell at you for what shipping is because you don't really control that um and credit card fees i get it they have to pay a bit of fees and stuff and checks are easier for them but as far as the premium itself is there a way either with scale or with better technology to maybe bring down the premium? Are you optimistic that the premium could be brought down over the years? Well, it, you know, and it has, you know, like I said, you know, this technology had a 400% premium, you know, getting a one one thousandth of an ounce gold product to a 70% premium is miraculous by any measure. There's nothing even kind of close in the market anywhere, but I would, I'd argue that it doesn't matter very much because you're not buying these for 340 and spending them for $2. In fact, I've only had that happen to me one time ever. I, I told you I spent about $10,000 worth of these. I was at Freedom Fest and I was trying to buy Peter Schiff's book, you know, and he took these things. He said, well, how much gold is in there? And, you know, he was like, you know, doing it with a calculator. He says, well, there's only $2 worth of gold in there. So therefore you should, you know, hang on to that, you know, or whatever he told me, um, you know, and I mean, that's not what you would do for jewelry. You know, you wouldn't get a gold ring and say, well, how much gold is in it? You know, and I'm only going to give you because as soon as you start working a material, it becomes more valuable. Right. You know, and it, the same principle applies for anything. So, you know, I, I give people the egg example. If you're Walmart and you buy 10,000 eggs, what do you think you pay per egg? Like 10 cents, maybe? They're probably paying a penny, yeah. Like a penny. No, not a penny. Probably 10 cents. You know, maybe 10 cents an egg for Walmart. And, you know, if they go out and they sell the eggs, they're selling them for 20 cents. But they're selling them not in packets of 10,000. They're selling it in packets of a dozen. 
Now you're not getting ripped off as the, you know, the end buyer for eggs because, you know, you're not paying 10 cents, you're paying $2, but you're getting the quantity that you need, right? But what if you took one egg and then you poached it, you know? So like, you know, they make scrambled eggs with it. How much are you paying for that egg? In a restaurant, that could be four bucks, five bucks. It could be four bucks or $2 or, you know, but it's not 20 cents. It's a lot more because as soon as you take a material and you break it down into a smaller unit and then you work that material, it costs more. And the same is true for a gold back. If you want to make a thousand of these, that's going to cost more than stamping one coin, right? It's a lot more work, but the value's in it. It's not, this shouldn't cost $2, you know? I mean, yeah, we could probably get the prices down a little bit, you know, over time as, you know, we get better at it and it becomes a more industrial process, but that could look like, you know, a 60 or 50% premium instead of a 70% one, you know, it's not going to be, you know, hyper dramatic, um, you know, but it's worth that because you're trading these for the 340, you know, or oftentimes you're trading them for $4. If you can show a merchant that you, that he can't realistically get these things for under $4, he's going to award you $4, you know, or maybe even a discount because you're trading with something that, you know, is private and that, you know, is novel and interesting. So what, what exactly is your role? Do you sell these yourself? You work for somebody who sells these? How does that work? No. So I'm the president of Goldback Inc. Goldback Inc. is a wholesaler. We sell them to retailers that then sell goldbacks. So I don't sell goldbacks to anybody, but uh, retailers that sell goldbacks. So you're the president of Goldback Inc. Okay. Yep. And does that mean that somewhere there is a safe or a vault that you have a key to that there's just gazillions of these things in them? <laughs> no, it's a very, very empty vault because as soon as we get these things, they get straight, sent out straight out to retailers and then they sell out immediately. Um, I'm working with Valorum, which is the printing company. They're building three new factories to make gold backs. Um, you know, so that's, you know, they're, they're scaling on that side. And then we're adding more retailers all the time. I've got about two dozen retailers in my inbox, my email inbox that would like to begin to sell gold backs. And I don't have any gold backs to send them yet. And produce them enough. Yeah, we got it. We're, we're trying everything we can to um, produce them faster because the market wants more than we can make. Yeah, it's amazing. I was pleasantly surprised to see that all the biggest um, precious metals websites, um, you know, I ordered like years ago when I was a baby from SD Bullion. So I know the big websites, um, maybe JM Bullion, SD Bullion, Atmex, like the most legitimate biggest websites are totally on board and they're selling goldbacks. That's so yeah. good to see. Yeah, money, moneymetals.com, you know, I think they've got, you know, like 50 employees. You know, so you're right. You know, the big dealers are also, because they don't want to miss out. You know, people want these, you know, they're coming back and telling us that the goldbacks are their most popular, by far, small denomination gold product that they sell. That people are doing more search results for goldback than any other little thing. And these are still new. But in the very first year, we have almost 100,000 people in the world that own goldbacks. So, you know, and that's, that's in the first year. That's with low production. You know, so yeah, these are, these are, these are becoming, you know, there, there's, there's a, there's a very fast growth trajectory. With okay, so now you, you sold me on them, but I can't get them. Is that what you're saying? Um, <laughs> we're going to have New Hampshire soon. I expect that they'll sell out pretty quick. You know, if you guys want to get some New Hampshire, that's, that's great. Um, you know, right now we're trying to expand. Um, yeah. We're just trying to expand production. Well, yeah. I have to say from my viewpoint, you have done a phenomenal job of presenting this and answering all my questions. I came in here knowing nothing. I'm leaving here with learning something I knew nothing about the existence of this. 
and understanding some basics of it. So you've done a fantastic job of presenting it. I really, I thank you for that. Well, thank you. You know, it's, it's not, it's not too hard. You know, it's just, it's a gold like cash. The gold is in it. It's all interchangeable and you can spend it anywhere in the world because it's gold. As long as the person is willing to take gold. So right now, what is the best way for me to get it at, at the lowest premiums? I placed an order. I think I actually sent a check in the snail mail to Atmex because I didn't want to pay extra money for credit card fees. Um, what, what's the best way as far as efficiency bank for my buck with the lowest premiums and shipping and all that stuff for me to get some gold backs? That's a really good question. But I told you that you know Goldback is a wholesaler and that we have a whole bunch of retailers that sell Goldback. I can't necessarily answer that without favoring one retailer over the others, which isn't yeah. really fair to everybody. Um, you're welcome to price shop and see what people have in the answer. To that question might change over time. You know, maybe today the best deal is at money metals, but maybe tomorrow it's going to be finest known because it's depends on who has inventory at the moment. Um, it's like asking where the best place is to buy a gold out like a gold Eagle. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the answer to that might be different depending on who's running what promotion and, you know, who's closer to you shipping wise and, you know, a bunch of other, you know, variables. So, so is, there than, app, is there an app already? There's a website. We haven't made no an app. app yet. I assume somebody's going to want to make an app where you can keep track of where it's selling, et cetera. Yeah. It's just, if you go to goldback.com, there's a guide to getting gold backs. We list all the retailers there. Like I said, we have a couple dozen more retailers that are going to begin to sell gold backs, but you know, I've basically told them that they have to wait until production's a little higher. And you can yeah. get gold backs, but you're right. You might, because they're scarce, some of the retailers are raising prices just so they have inventory, um, you know, and that's a supply and demand issue, you know, um, just because there's a very finite amount of gold backs that the retailers themselves can get, you know, Atmex wants more gold backs. And I, my, my job is to try to get them more gold backs. And you said that more factories are being created by the manufacturer. Where are those factories being created? Um, so we've got one factory now, we've got another one that's being built in England. Uh, we've got another one that's planned for Texas and possibly another one for Oregon. That's awesome. So you're creating jobs, building factories, and you're helping teach kids and others who are not good at math, like me, how to do all these fractions. What's a thousandth of an ounce? What's one twentieth? What does that mean? What's one hundredth of an ounce and all those fractions. So teaching kids math, creating jobs, that's amazing. <laughs> There, there was actually a huge internal debate that we had in Goldback whether we wanted to say 50 one thousandths of an ounce or one twentieth of an ounce. Because you've got to convert the fractions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think know, I can you, do that, but it takes a second. Yeah. And 50, 50 one thousandths, you know, I was just like, I, I, I personally just kind of hated that, you know, because like, how, how many times do you see a, a fraction of, you know, 51 thousandths? Because you know? yeah. then you're going to want to convert that. Okay. Well, what's the lowest common denominator, you know, and then you got it. Either way, it's a math problem. Right. But it's a thousand gold backs to one ounce of gold. And I think you did, you did a perfect job, I think, because it's all in thousandths and you just put a 50 on it. You put a 20 on it, yep. a 25, so a 10. Close. I think it makes sense. Yeah. It's easy to understand. It's, it's pretty intuitive, you know, and, you know, we did everything we could to try to make it, you know, as easy as possible. And I like that they're a lot more valuable than a dollar. No one's ever going to get them mixed up with a dollar. And if you do, you've lost over, you know, two thirds your value, <laughs> you know, like you don't want to, you know, they're, they're very much their, their own thing. Excellent. Any final advice for our viewers or listeners for how to find you, how to learn more or tell them what's next for Goldback? You know, I, I just take a look at goldback.com. You know, we, yeah, we post things there periodically, you know, I'll try to write something once a month and throw it in the newsroom. 
but you know, you can find, you know, you can just pick whoever your favorite retailer is and you can get gold backs. Um, one thing that's really cool about gold backs that, you know, we didn't mention during this is that, you know, for $3, you can turn anybody, you know, into a precious metals owner, you know? So, you know, some people will buy a pack of a hundred and they'll just make it rain on their, you know, their, their grandkids, their nieces, their nephews, you know, and a lot of those people come back and they buy more, you know, because they want to get involved, you know, they want to get their allowance paid in gold backs. They want to, you know, they start spending them and they want more. So as soon as people see it, it makes an impression on them. It's a, it's a very powerful and inexpensive tool to educate people where you can actually get precious metals in someone's hands, you know, without it costing hundreds of dollars. Yep. Or, and once they have a stake, a personal stake ownership in the precious metals movement, you know, then they're a bit more invested. It sucks, in the, the, it, it, it sucks you in. It sucks you in. I said that there's about a hundred thousand people that own gold backs. One of the retailers did a promotion where they gave away a gold back for everybody that signed up for their vaulting service for free. And I think they gave away like 30,000 gold backs, but for them, it's like they got 30,000 clients and it costed them a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's, you know, in the metals market, that's actually really good for market share. So, you know, I mean, that's a third of it. Yeah. And these are, a lot of them are people that just heard about a, you know, a freebie online and they signed up and now they have a gold back and they're probably going to give that to the most likely person that they know in their network that's going to appreciate it. And you, you see these things starting to move around and circulate around and people are learning about them. There's not a single coin dealer in America that hasn't heard of gold backs and they've only been out for a year and a half. That's incredible. Um, I'm looking at your website. It's good. I like it. Well, well, I'm I'm glad, you know, do you guys have any other questions for me? No, I I think it's it's a phenomenal amount of of information. Uh, we, I'm sure we're going to want to have you on again sometime soon. Um, and we'll stay in touch. It's amazing that you're in the sound money movement and the Liberty movement in general. Um, it's so interesting because when I read and the fed, Ron Paul also, I didn't realize started when he was even a kid with loving uh, precious metals and sound money. And he was really a, a big like, coin saver and collector as a kid, even and he has been involved, in, you know, interested in, in sound money his whole life. That's interesting. You seem like you have almost a similar story. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I, I was really entranced by Ron Paul, um, you know, and I feel like what it's it's a very exciting place to find myself where I feel like, you know, I'm toward the tip of the spear for actually doing something innovative with sound money that hasn't happened in 2000 years where you're using gold in a physical form that's not gold dust or something that's not, you know, where it's debatable if it's even real for a small transaction that's never happened. And that's, that's a, you know, it's, it's a very um, meaningful thing to do uh, as a career. You yeah. Know? You're kind of doing like the most incredible thing ever for the uh, movement of sound money. So I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm very <laughs> flattered that you say that I'm, <laughs> I'm trying my very, very best. I'm giving my very, very best effort. And I feel like if everybody gives whatever their best effort is and whatever they're good at, you know, that's how you make a better world. You know, you're not going to have a better world if you're hiding under a rock waiting for the tyrants to get you, you know, like you, you have to put yourself out there and actively do good. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I'm sure we're going to have you on again soon. That was phenomenal. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you having me. We'll have to, we'll have to post this podcast on goldback.com if I can figure it out. Yes, sir. We'll post the podcast and the video and we'll cut up some short video clips too. Okay, great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Excellent. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right.